Yo, what up? It's Voice Phil up on the track, and you know, we just keep talking about it. We keep talking about it, talking about it. So I figured, you know what? Let's fucking talk about it. Let's fucking talk about it. We're talking about it. Strap it, because we're talking about it. Looky, 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 what did we just top deck? Expressive iteration, about to create some nonsense. Put the best card in our hand, exile a fetch land. Crack it and stack it and pack it in, let's talk about the bands. Watsy, 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 let us have a little chat. I got an offer, you can't refuse to treasures up the stack. But seriously consider it and open up the shed. You whip out the band hammer, I will quip a Twitter thread. Expressive iteration gone, what's gonna happen now? Same story as Dreadheart Arcanist, Oko Thief of Crowns. Same thing as Treasure Cruise, Larissa the Dream Den, Deathrite Shaman, Ren and Six. Why we keep pretending? Burrow lays in wait just to bring upon his wrath. There's a saga building constructs power level, different class. To bury you know I set, draw engines and log pieces. How the fuck am I the only player who seems See this. The problem is systemic, it goes back to Innistrad. Cheap threats, days, wasteland. That's the problem, child. The cards I said before, they've all been in Delver. But forcing down with Uro and Sagavan, remember? Burnt out on the block? Fucking see what happens. The best echo just adopt the next new best plan of action. I don't have all the answers, but what we're doing, it ain't working. Can we all at least agree to have a future that's uncertain? Try a sample platter of the format up on Moto, where a different card is banned to collect data to look over. You don't even have to share it. Transparency is so hard, but maybe your next band announcement will hit the correct card. Oh, fuck, man. I don't. I just don't know. Fuck it. Just hit the hook, bro. Just hit the hook. What it do? Look at, look at, look at what it. We just top deck. Expressive iteration, about to create some nonsense. With the best card in our hand, exile the fetch land. Crack it and stack it and pack it in. Let's talk about the band. Look at, look at, look at what it. We just top deck. Expressive iteration, about to create some nonsense. With the best card in our hand, exile the fetch land. Crack it and stack it and pack it in. Let's talk about the band. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blackman. Phil, how's it going, man? What's going on, bro? I just want to let you know that if we were playing a competitive EDH game and we agreed to a deal, I would break it. Yeah, I mean, you should. I think yeah. that's the way to do it in, in competitive EDH. Uh, yeah, no, but seriously, uh, so I just came. I'm going to clean my glasses while I'm talking about this. I just came from uh, Command Fest. I did uh, Friday and Saturday of uh, Command Fest Philadelphia, which uh, I have I have opinions about it uh, i had a good time um and i saw some friends there that i haven't seen in a while shout out to ryan fisher uh who, who i caught up with over the weekend and that that was a pretty good time some new friends some new friends that I, I made there as well uh some old friends uh my buddy mike from my from my play group was there too went and had some uh federal donuts uh chicken sandwiches which is uh great if you're in philly you should always check that place out but federal donuts Federal Donuts, man. They they do they're they're like a donut shop, but they also do like fried chicken. Oh, amazing! That's like the best place to. It's it's right not near the convention center, but also like they have one on South Street. I order them for uh like I'll, I'll order a dozen for breakfast. The fancy donuts are amazing. Oh damn! Yeah, a dozen donuts. Not sponsored, but we should be sponsored by Federal Donuts in Philadelphia because that place we'll is out. super sick. Um, anyhow. Uh, so I, I just want to quick give my thoughts about uh, Command Fest and about like the experiences I had with Command Fest and whatnot. Uh, so as, as legacy players, as constructive players, we can decide it, one, if that's a thing we want to be doing, if that's time we want to spend, uh, travel wise and whatnot. And, um, I'll also say, you know, some of the things I think that they can improve on, uh, because I think it's, I think there's some holes to fill there, but I think it's overall a neat idea. And I play a lot of EDH. Uh, I play EDH like at least once a week with friends, like three or four games, uh, over, over spell table. Um, so I have some takeaways from that. Uh, just, just so like everybody's aware, 
Command Fest is just effectively uh, a GP without the main event of a GP, right? It's like all of so, the side events, but like just more focused on being only EDH. No, uh, that well, that's the problem, Phil. Is that uh, you know when when you and I go to a limited Grand Prix, we can expect there to be legacy events at this Grand Prix or draft events or whatever, like something else to do, you know. Uh, and if you're not a limited player or you're not a standard player or modern player, whatever that GP is, you can expect to find games of another format there, or you can just walk in for free and there's open play. You could like hang out and play cube with your friends. If you can find space to do that, you know, um, that is not the case for command fest. First off command fest. You can't even get in, uh, unless you pay the $50 a day fee. You, the only like that's to do free play. That's to just walk in and buy stuff from vendors. $50 to start. Now you get so there's two, a cover. It's a cover. Yeah, it, there's a cover charge. So, and you do get like two vouchers uh, that are, I guess, are worth like about $10 in, uh, in, in, Whiz uh, Bucks? In, in wizard dollars, you know, in tickets. Uh, so the, t- the, the basically those, those translate to one event. Uh, and then you get a uh, hundred tickets just for joining the event. If you do uh, an EDH, like a casual EDH game, if you do a sure. competitive EDH game, then you uh, uh, each get 80 tickets and the winner gets 80 tickets. So it's the same amount that's being split up, but like the winner of the game gets 80 tickets as well. So there's some EV to be gained there. But overall, uh, you're you're paying $50 for the uh, right to walk into this place, buy cards from vendors and play pickup games of EDH from other people or pay money to play EDH games uh, with other people. So I think that I, I want to get that out of the way to begin with, to just say, like, if you're just there to play legacy or like, you know, standard or whatever, you're not even going to find games, you know, like that's uh, if you want to draft c- the command set, uh, the new, the whatever batter for Bar- battle for Baldur's Gate uh, Commander Legends 2 uh, with other people in a four man pod. That's a great place to do it. Uh, if you want to play pickup games uh, of EDH with with people that aren't your EDH group just to get like, just to get ideas, just to look and see what's going on. That's a great place to do that. If you, uh, so if you play CEDH, which I, I like to play CEDH a little bit, like I'm not super into it, but like I have, I have a few decks. That's a great place to do that because you can literally just like find people that will like go and you'll get a good idea of the meta, you know, like, especially there's like a big event coming up uh, in a couple of weeks at the convention center, uh, the, you know, the battle Valley Forge convention center. Uh, that's, that's like a 4k for CEDH, which sounds super fun to me. Um, I think that might already be sold out. Um, But um, I say all that to say this, if you're looking to play anything that's not EDH, you're kind of SOL. And that's not like, I mean, look, it is Command Fest, like that's obvious. But like when I go to a Grand Prix, I expect to be able to play other things. Now I didn't go there with that expectation in mind. I brought only Commander decks. I wasn't trying to play Legacy or anything like that. Wasn't too worried about it. But if you're going there thinking it's a good idea that I should bring all this other, all these other decks and I'll get some games in, or maybe I'll play in a side event tournament and get, you know, get my EV that way. It's, it's, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. You're, 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 you're going to be conceding some amount of value just for the experience. Yeah. And that's, look, that's total that's fine. Uh, I do think that there are some things that they can do better and specifically like paying just to be able to get in to see the vendors is so bad to me like i hate that like i i i'm sure the vendors are getting some sort of a kickback from that as well and and look because there's no main event like 
you don't have like 2000 people paying $60 to play in a draft or a sealed deck tournament or, or a legacy grand prix or something like that. So I understand the need to recoup that value. Um, yeah, particularly because the main events of, so if you were to enter a grand prix or any other of other of those large, like convention hall style events, the number of people that show up is irrelevant to whatever the prize pool is. So like normally if you go to a GP, the prize payout is first place gets 10 K and then it goes all the way down. But if, you know, 2000 people show up to that GP and every single person paid the same hundred dollar entry fee, the prize pool does not change. Yes. If 400 people showed up, the prize pool wouldn't change. But you know what else doesn't change is the rent on that space doesn't change either. Totally. I'm I'm just saying that like whatever the, whatever the, the rake is off of how many people actually show up to that event for a Grand Prix, at least if you sell if you sell a, 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 your, out your convention center, right? Like, like, let's say a thousand people show up to the GP and they each paid a hundred dollars and you're only paying out, you know, 20 K to that event. And then vendors are also paying for space. And then the weekend for the convention center costs 20 K. Like that is a very good weekend. You know, I mean, it's a yeah. lot of work. Don't get me wrong, but that's a good week. That's a good yeah. profit on a weekend. You know, I guess let, let me give you like my day one, day two experience. I didn't do Sunday. I just did Friday and Saturday. I took the day off. On Friday, got in there at like one o'clock and it was pretty empty when I got in and I was like, oh no, this is going to be a disaster. There's going to be like nobody to play. And I also didn't really know anybody there on Friday. So I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not like, you know, believe it or not, I'm not so super uh, socially inclined to just go up to strangers and ask them if they want to play like casual games of magic with me. Right. I'm just not that kind of guy. Also, if you do that, you know, I'm sure anybody that is at the convention center that's looking to play EDH would be fine to play with. Yeah. But you are, you are being like, okay, I'm going to, I'm walking up and asking to hang out for like an hour and a half. Yeah. At least. And right? look, look, that's if I'm not going to say no, if you ask me, in fact, I never said no the entire weekend, but uh, I didn't really like, I walked in, I was just like, there's nothing. I'm going to walk around, look at the vendors. So I, I looked at the vendors and the first thing I noticed as like an, as a legacy player, but as an EDH player, I noticed, Tons of legacy staples, tons of modern staples, pioneer, uh, you know, standard, all the all the cards you would expect to see at, at a st- the normal Grand Prix. But the staples for EDH, I didn't really see a lot of those uh, in in the vendors case. So, like, that's wild to me that like vendors weren't preparing for this in a way that what are, I what, what are some examples what are, so what like are, like one okay. we're talking to a guy who plays legacy so like i know i know like let's uh, pop up uh collective restraint right here so collective what, restraint what, is a card okay. from uh invasion uh and that is a propaganda but it's for basic land types you have so if you're playing okay. like a five color deck your opponent has to pay five mana for each creature that attacks you. i see um yeah. so that was a card i just wanted to look for maybe get a foil of um but definitely just wanted to get one i have a five color uh garth uh one eye Gate yeah, Garth Gate. Yeah, it's and it, dude. I, so I had so much fun with that deck this this weekend. I even beat a guy with a Shiv and Dragon. Did you Amazing. get all the gates? Uh, I I didn't get all the gates against anybody. I got to nine because I had key nine fingers in and drew nine cards one time. And okay. I had the I had the mazes in, but I realized I could just uh, play Crackling uh, Perimeter and I had uh, Wilderness Reclamation. All these cards are gonna pop up over here in a second. And I basically just like don't people for like 18 in like two turns. Yeah, that feels which good. Was, which was pretty cool. The, it's it's a cool deck. Uh, uh, and it's linked on on our uh, on our Moxfield. Uh, hey, what's Moxfield? Great time to talk about Moxfield. Uh, Moxfield is a really great website to uh, share your decks with. Uh, it's a great deck building website. Uh, I do all of my EDH decks on there. So you'll be able to look at all of my EDH decks 
there. Yeah, uh, we take a look at Garth Gate. Garth, yeah, it's it's uh, Maze of Garth is the name of is the name of the deck on there. I, I have a ton. I have like twenty something EDH decks on there. Um, but anyhow, uh, check out Moxfield. It's great on your PC. It's great on your Mac. It works uh, on your phone. You don't need an app. Uh, pretty great stuff. I grew up with the guys who made it, so uh, I, I I might be a bit biased, but it's a really great it's a really great clean looking uh, deck building website. And if you're using something else, check this out first. You're gonna you're gonna see this is this is the way to go. Um, but that said, so I had a really good time playing playing uh, the Garth the Garth deck, and I kind of I kind of just lost track of where I was. Uh, oh, so yeah, so people asked me if I wanted to play pickup games. And uh, yeah, I, p- I picked up a game here, here and there. And, and I, you know, I had a blast doing that. It was, it was fun. And I got to meet new people, which I wouldn't normally, you know, be doing if, if, even if I was, I had a local, which I don't exactly have a local, if they had open all day play, I'd just be playing with the same like four or five people. Like I would form a group and then only play with those, with those people. That's just the kind of person I am mostly because casual magic gathering is all about sort of a social code about like what is acceptable as far as like play styles and stuff. Like my play group doesn't play with uh, Dockside Extortionist and Soul Ring to like kind of slow the power level down. We don't do extra turns, um, which I I got extra turned a lot uh, over this weekend. And I was like, well, wow, a lot of people like to do ex- like, it's miserable to me watching people get to play even more magic while you're like, while there are three other people like going. I'm most of the competitive players. So whenever I play the format where there was um, the infinite turns deck, like where you'd put the time walk back into your deck and then search it back up and then just keep time walking mm-hmm. over and over. I forget what the, the name of that uh, time walk was called, but anytime that would happen, I'd just be like, I, I would just assume that even though it's not deterministic, I'd be like, all right, I've been comboed. Yeah, you, you win. Yeah, you win. Yeah. So it, it's, it just the- like makes life easier. The, the number of times that happened in uh, this weekend where like I got extra, tur- I got, I think eight extra turns happened uh, that weren't like in a CEDH game where you're like, oh, this is definitely going to loot. And yeah. I think uh, out of those eight extra turns, seven of them did not end the game. Like it was just like, I'm taking, uh, one of them was like explore. A guy was like, I have five mana and I need to put another land to play time warp. Like I said, uh, the, I would just play Magic with the same four people that I always play EDH with, and we'd have a great time. But And, and that's what I do when we go to, like, SCG events. Anyhow, we normally take a day off, and if we're not playing in the main event, we'll just play EDH at the Airbnb we're at for, like, right. an entire day. Just because it's, like, four guys that, you know, four guys in our in our 30s and 40s and we're just like let's just hang out and play magic together you know if if, if you're showing like i mean the, the the last time i played was at a pub and it was like during the day and it was like you know it's a, a pub during the day is empty so everybody's like okay just like having an additional table right next to us to like put our drinks so nothing will spill on cards and that was great yeah it's look man it's a blast like i i i I know a lot of people watching the podcast right now aren't like hyper EDH players. I, I play a lot more than I play Legacy now just because of the pandemic and like what the availability of people is uh, or people out there are that will play Magic the Gathering against somebody on Spell Table. You know, my friends, I can always look to them on Wednesday and be like, hey, do you guys want to play? You know, that that said, so uh, I sat, I got in there and I, I like looked around the vendors, you know, and then I like just unfurled my thing and I started like goldfishing a CDH deck just to kind of like get it. 
And like within like two minutes, somebody came up and like, hey, uh, you know, we've got three over here. Do you want to be our fourth? So that was cool. Like I didn't have to wait. I didn't even get to goldfish my deck once before somebody came over and was like, hey, do you want to play magic with us? You know, Yo, yeah. so that was great. Uh, I, I didn't sit around like I was worried I was going to be sitting around like for like six hours, like not talking to anybody because I, I just have too much social anxiety to just go up to people that I don't know and be like, hey, can I get in on this? Uh, it, that was cool. Like immediately, like the, the vibe there was like, just find somebody else to get, to get into your game, you know, cool. Shout outs to Kirk and Phil and, uh, those other guys that like, I, I met there that like immediately, like just pointed out to me and was like, Hey, that guy's not doing anything. Let's get him in here. Um, yeah, that looks like a guy who likes infect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> infect is a no, no too in my group. <laughs> Oh, no Skithrix? Uh, no, no, not Skithrix. Uh, Triumph of the Hordes. I don't know if you know what that card is, Phil, but it is an overrun that gives all of your guys plus one, plus one, trample, and infect. Okay, so it's functionally Super plus rude. two, plus two. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, functionally plus two, plus two. It's, ED, it's EDH, dude. You're starting at 40. It's functionally like oh, plus, so it's like five plus, plus, plus five. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot. Um, and, and, and like people generally don't like to lose to so, like commander damage is one thing, but like when you're losing to like something like infect where like you know no one's got any way around that sort of thing or like you know no one's sort of prepared for that especially if it's like uh out of nowhere like if you play an infect creature like at least i'm see i see it on the board and i'm like okay that's i gotta deal with that guy if you're like i'm gonna cast triumph of the hordes during my turn uh you're tapped out i guess you're dead you know like well, that's I, the kind I, of thing i guess the argument there is like well if they're doing that instead of taking extra turns and ending it yeah no I, like look that's definitely less bad uh at least the game's ending right uh the, and, and look the, i'm not passing judgment on anybody's uh anybody's play style like my group plays this way but like anybody you know like it it, it, it comes down to fun and whatever your group thinks is fun is like kind of whatever i'm not actually not passing judgment on that i would be recurring terminus yeah <laughs> i mean that's not fun <laughs> Sorry, I, I, like in the Gar in the Garth deck, I think I might play one or two too many uh, Wrath effects because people were starting to get like, <sighs> and I'm like that. But I win with my land, so I don't need your creatures on the board. Give me up. You my, know? my my favorite EDH <laughs> deck of all time was back in college. I had Venser Shaper Savant, and the gimmick of the deck was I would all of my counter spells weren't technically hard counters. It was things like. Uh, remand and you know vents are bouncing it back to your yeah. hand or like putting it on top of your deck or what the the three minute counter spell that puts it back on the bottom of your library you know it's like i'm it's not gone you just have to be patient you just have to yeah and so yeah, yeah memory lapse. They, they would get angry at me for counting their spell i'm like yeah. i didn't you still have it you need to calm yeah. down you it's on you <laughs> you just that always gets people to calm patient. down telling them that yeah. they need to calm down yeah yeah that's that, that was so, that, that was the gimmick so yeah uh and and there were like i, I saw a lot of really fun cool decks and then I uh, I jumped into like you know I used one of my vouchers and uh, I did like a casual game and that was fine you know like there's you know you have a little discussion about power level beforehand that's you know whatever I and so then at the end of the day I was like all right let me just get rid of these last two vouchers I have and I did uh, a uh, shout outs to Dom who uh, gave me uh, his two vouchers because he had to leave early so uh, that's Island Delvergo for those of you who know Island Delvergo. Um, so anyhow, I did I did a CEDH uh, pod to end the in the day, and uh, it was a three man because they were like, we got to get this going. So like, it, do you want to do it or not? And I was like, yeah, let's do this. And I played uh, Angie Falcon Wrath, which is basically just World Gorger Dragon combo. And uh, I ended up screwing up my combo because my opponent had Overburden in play, 
Uh, Overburden is a card that whenever a creature comes to play, you have to bounce land to your hand. Makes the World Order Dragon combo not work because uh, you need to get that infinite mana from the land you have in play, but they're not, yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, anyhow, so I ended up pl- having a Lion's Eye Diamond in play and I pitched my whole hand and had to shift my reanimation spell to like a uh, 4-3 and then I pitched uh, my whole hand to get three mana to put Reckless Worm into play, which is another 4-4 four, four with Trample. So my opponents kept, like, stopping each other from winning while I was attacking each of them for four damage each turn. And I ended up winning because the, I got them low enough that, like, one guy killed the other guy. And then, like, he just had to deal with my two 4-4s. Four, I literally still had, like, no mana on the board. That was that was pretty wild. It's, it's cool to watch, like, how... How like you can screw up in a in a like group game and still kind of like make it work. That said, if you're a legacy player, you should check out CEDH because that's that's uh, I think that's more the speed of of what a legacy player uh, wants to do is like sort of optimizing a deck and then like playing that against other decks that are also optimized and like it really comes down to who can make the best plays. Yeah, um, I think that there's always the hurdle. I mean, granted, I know that it's not actually like this, but when the, whenever I hear the discussion of um, like the pregame talk of power level, yeah, and then if I ever watch um, like videos on YouTube or whatever where I see people actually have that conversation, it feels implicit in that conversation that everybody is going to get the to do the thing that their deck does, or that people will allow you to do whatever the thing that your deck does, and that feels so it, that that feels like. Okay, yeah. if I have a conversation with a prison player, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will let you Trinisphere me. And then, you, you know, it's like, well, that I is, that's not actually how it goes, but that's always how it feels. That is the, that's sort of the beauty of CEDH. Like at EDH, I'm going to be like, hey, like generally my discussion for power level, my rule zero discussion is like, I'm not putting this on you guys. Just let me tell you how my play group works and what you can expect out of my deck and you guys do whatever you want. And I'll be like, I don't do extra turns. I don't play Dockside Extortionist. And uh, uh, I don't have a Soul Ring in my deck. I don't mind if you guys have those things, but I'm just letting you know the power level that I'm working with here so that you can decide something that will match that power level. Uh, I, you're I, welcome I to, to do those things, though. Point out that um, something that I thought was very funny in uh, Double Masters, which I know we'll get into, is... Um, the reprint of Dockside Extortionist, right? So Dockside Extortionist and Double Masters. Yeah. Dockside Extortionist before this reprint was what, like $60 in paper? Yeah. Something something like uh, extremely expensive for an EDH card. I mean, I get that EDH is what drives all the prices, but anyway, yeah. so it's like a $60 card. And everybody was like, wow, this card really needs a reprint. It's very expensive. And every deck that plays red needs one because it's, it's super good. And then I saw people making jokes that the flavor text on the new Dockside is it's just business. It's just business. And everybody was just like, <laughs> it's a little too over the top, Watsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much. A little too on the nose there. Yeah. What you're doing, even though it makes sense to have that kind of flavor text because it's a pirate stealing shit. Well, that's, so that's the, fu- it's a funny thing. So we're going to end up talking about double masters in a minute. But one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, in that, in that like uh, range was that uh, this commander legend set doesn't feel like it should have been a commander legend set. It should have been more like a conspiracy set. We're like, yeah, you're oh, supposed dude, to like yeah, multiplayer I mean- it. But like, it, there's it, no reprints. There's not like Commander Legends is is almost false advertising on on the Battle for Baldur's Gate stuff. But I'll explain. I'll comparison. talk about that in a second. I'll, I'll finish out the rest of what went on for me. So that was Friday. I played and then I left. I went home. Woke up. And one of the great things about these things is like, there's no main event. So like, I I woke up and got there at 
at noon and it wasn't like I missed anything, you know, like I right. had a nice night's sleep. Uh, had I hung out with, with people afterwards, uh, I, you know, I would have gone out and gotten drinks and stuff, but like I, there was nobody I really knew. I went home down the block. I literally take a train two stops back to my house. And um, then I, you know, got up, got there at 12, met some friends, sat, actually I, I did the same thing. I sat down and then a group of people came over and were like, Hey, do you want to play? Which I was like, that's cool. It happened to me twice when I just sat down and started like messing around, shuffling cards up. And then my buddy Mike popped up and he was like, yo, what's going on? And I was just ending that game. Uh, so then I played like a couple games of CDH with him and his buddies. Um, and then I went to go get food, shout out to Federal Donuts, uh, and came back. And uh, we just played like a few more games of casual and, and uh, competitive. And, you know, I did that for like six, seven hours. And then that was that was the day I opened a couple like I, I for my hundred dollars. I came back with a stack of this many cards, which is not great EV. So if you're there for like, get, get that EV, it's not the place to do that. Uh, Command Fest is definitely like for having fun. And uh, if that's not how you determine fun, and I'm still kind of on the fence about that myself, it might not be the place to go if you're, if you're trying to get in games of legacy or you're trying to like get value because you're not going to, you're not going to walk away with like massive amounts of value. They had like spend 4,000 tickets and get like a big, a, a big uh, Volo, like, you know, one of those, one of those yeah, cards. Yeah, there's like the big oversized cards and you know, some people like those. I, I don't yeah. get the appeal, but I know, you know, I, I mean, I, I have see, one. I people <laughs> spend their entire weekend trying to get yeah, enough tickets for those types of things. So you know, yeah. whatever floats your boat. But yeah, well, on on the commanders, the commander Baldur's Gate product. I get that there weren't any reprints in it, and those I Not feel like those products, ones. even though there's like sometimes there's a lot of good heavy hitters for EDH. I find that the commander products are really where a lot of so in a new standard set. I just broke my line of thought there, but in a new standard set, the only time something's really going to break into legacy is on raw power level, or if a new mechanic is somehow. Um, what legacy rewards, right? Yeah. So with if it's not specifically a new mechanic that breaks in, it's very rare for a card to otherwise break in. So think of any of the new cards. The only cards on raw power that really broke in in recent times was uh, like the War of the Spark Planeswalkers, right? Every other new card for the most part that's come in, I mean, outside of Modern Horizons 2, which was just a, you know, that was just a rotation of the format. But for the most part, anything that comes in through a standard set is coming in and it's the mechanic itself of that set that is breaking something or other or doing something really powerful in Legacy. But in Commander, where they're designing for a multiplayer format, so things are souped up in power level to be compatible yeah, for four players, for that, yeah. it, it extends really deeply into Legacy. So even in uh, the new Commander's uh, Legends thing where you have Displacer Kitten, and Displacer Kitten is bringing up a whole new section of uh, combo control decks for you know the Narset to Teferi style shells. And I have had a you know a, a a come hither moment when it comes to like where the ban list sits with me in my mind and uh i am now at of 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 the mind that there isn't one thing that would quote unquote make the format more balanced or better for whatever your metric for that would be there isn't the let's just get rid of murktide and things will be better or expressive or days or you know one of the walkers or uro or whatever i don't think there's one fix I think if, if like all of the things that people that push people away from legacy right now, whether it's stagnancy or pillars are all the same, whatever it may be for you, I don't think one card is it anymore. If you get rid of one thing, 
the best deck will just absorb the yeah. whatever the next top best thing is. Or that that deck will drop enough that the other decks will be like there will be another deck that was like just there that becomes dominant and then that becomes the problem too. Yeah, it's like I'm saying that like the, there's there's enough the pillars of the format are so inherently powerful now that banning one thing is not going to displace them enough yeah. out of the metagame or dock their percentage in the metagame all that substantially. Like yeah. you would need a significant overhaul, which would require the banning of half a dozen cards at least. Before where I was like, yeah, we need to focus on cards that really exacerbate the die roll or, uh, you know, and, and even though I still feel like all of those arguments have merit, I'm now in the position that it's like, you know, I was on the ban days train. Even if you ban days, I, I don't think the, the, the percentage of the format would change in any meaningful way. If you were to do the same thing with Mark Tide or EI, I don't think it changes the game in any meaningful way. There are comparable cards on the ban list to cards that are legal now. And, you know, it's like the, the argument that EI is uh, is similar to Dig Through Time and isn't really changing the, like, and it, it is crazy that EI is available in Legacy, but Dig Through Time isn't. But then then you have Narset, which is actually Dig Through Time over two turns plus a prison piece. And there's no argument for that the same way that there is for EI. It's just like, it, it, none of that stuff lines up to me in my mind anymore as to like what, of being reasonable. And Displacer Kitten out of the new set has kind of made me realize that there isn't like those shells are so powerful on their own, even without the additional gimmicks that they can just slot in additional, if they want to be combo, if they want to be prison, if they want to like, there's so much uh, leniency between all of the pillars of the format. Now, like Urza Saga can also play prison or it can play uh, combo or it can play, play control or it can just be a high volume deck like ACAST. All this is to say, I am of the mind now that legacy is, as it is, is fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be, it's, it's what it is. And like the only way that you, you would that's, guess like. It's not like, a good, that's a, that's a stark in, uh, indictment it, it, of the set. It, it almost feels like um, a, a concession wise, but it also makes me realize that like our assessment of the things that would need to change are, are, are so embedded into what the format is that there's no actual, like, like the actual things that we, that we want versus the things that we target are not conducive. To making that result happen everything that is uh you know i mean it's 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 funny that it's a kitten but every shiny new thing displacer kitten is a powerful thing it's not powerful because it itself is very powerful it's a four mana thing that should do something powerful in legacy if it's four mana it's powerful because it's paired with walker right it's paired with the three mana walkers that the, the three mana walkers are the thing that's powerful ei is powerful because it has the the efficiency of the other things around it like it's not like like EI in the in the in a deck like that I play or a deck like a you know big Jess guy or whatever where the curve is a lot higher, those EIs are not as good. Like they will not be as good or as 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 um, like early in the game powerful as something that like Delver can that can play it. Same thing. It's like yeah, Murktide is good because it's in the efficient shell, but it's not good if you're playing it with like Dak. You know, like yeah. fucking, you know, it's like it's gonna be what it is. I don't know. I, I the the point that I'm making is is I I am the idea of bans now feels weird to me because if we ban one thing, nothing will change, and I'm kind of off the idea of like calling for a ban knowing that it will not actually make any difference. Yeah, you know, like I like I feel like if if there's a call for anything, it would need to be a call for like six cards. Yeah, and like, and then also like the fact that there's like not really a big event like coming up that yeah, yeah, like. Yeah everybody I, cares about like sure I, I, eternal weekend or something will happen but like you know yeah it, it, and also like there's the the people upset that it's like oh people have to play like six red blasts now because if you're if 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 just guy eight cast and delver 
make up half of the field. If, if Jeskai and Acast are each 8 to 10% and then Delver is 20%, it's like, okay, you're going to run into them approximately a coin flip of the time every time that, you know, you just have to play between four and six red blasts if you're playing red. And that sounds awful. And I'm like, well, I mean, the thing is, is that getting rid of only one card wouldn't solve that. And also, who cares? Who cares? You know, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, I've been playing Source of Postures in my deck forever. And, you know, it's the same for whatever with creatures. Same thing, like Lightning Bolts in every deck. You know, Power Blast is just, it's a, it's a blue format, you know? It's a blue, yeah. Going from going from there, obviously, we're not going to break down the entire Double Master set. It's literally all reprints. But we should talk about some, some of the important reprints that happened. So I, I'm just going to go right onto the uh you know mythic spoiler page and and go go from the top to the bottom and just kind of sift through them real fast it's cool to see food chain getting a reprint yeah that um, was one that was wanted for a while right yeah concorded crossroads i'm happy about that uh it already got reprinted in a secret layer which hasn't happened yet but like it's it's coming but concorded crossroads is just a really cool card and it's good to see more of them out there allosaurus shepherd is back yeah um, I, I not I that i love that card EDH, but like right? it should not be a 200 hundred dollar card right it's it's big in edh right kind of like there are elf decks but like you know like it's not like you have to really worry about people like just countering your whole elf deck you know like which is like uncounterable green spells matters yeah, right yeah. i mean the, the i i the 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 alice shepherd reprint i get why like you need to do that because it's such an expensive card but yeah. at the same time, I, I well, people love like, elves, man. Like you should be you able know, to play I, elves. I, I get that. Age, I mean, right? as as the person who primarily only plays Legacy, I hate when they like reprinting just like an obvious egregious design flaw. <laughs> like what a piece of shit design this card is, right? Like yeah. just awful, awful all around design. Just like you can't interact with me. Also, it's a win condition. Also, everything else means that you can't interact with it. Like I, I hate that it's like a pigeonhole. Like anytime a deck pigeon or a card rather pigeonholes the means of interaction into one axis and if you don't play on that axis you're just you can't you just can't play it just seems it's just such a fucking awful design it's like how about the people you're playing with you don't get to play with them anymore it, it just it's so gross to me like this kind of design and i like the the reprinting it is i feel like is like just the tacit endorsement of like yeah this fucking sucks and we're just going to embrace it for dollars yeah. and i hate that it just feels so gross to me i mean i agree needed reprints imperial seal sure like why not i think every every black edh deck that like has a group like that wants to wants this card but beyond that like it was like a two thousand dollar or seven hundred dollar card or something and now it's just like slowly tracking down to like a, re a somewhat reasonable price it's cool to so see that that get, got reprinted the implications that i want to talk about for imperial seal real quick is do doomsday players get rid of personal tutor and play imperial seal instead because it's in black, which is the color they want. And also now it can tutor whatever they want as opposed to only being able to really get Doomsday, no. even though there's the trade-off of an additional two life cost. No, like, the, that... the, life, the life matters, man. The life matters I, I get that the life matters. I'm saying, does it matter enough that matters like, enough. your personal tutor could like tutor up a counter spell instead? I mean, I, I, I'm not a Doomsday player per, per se. Uh, I, I play it in pre-modern. But like every life point counts at, at, at a certain point. So I, I don't know the, that that's a card that people will be playing. The other implication that this could be, though, is that if you have Imperial Seal, your piles could theoretically change, too, because yeah. now you could tutor something to the top of your pile, like after you've done something else as a, as a means to like get one card deeper. So like, let's say you have an Imperial Seal in your hand and then you Doomsday. 
that might change how you might be able to pile because it might open up a new line. I'm not, I'm not sure what that is, but now that you actually have a way to put something on top of your deck that isn't just a sorcery. It better be that, Lightning that might, Helix. Might be something. <laughs> Some other good reprints, Oracle Modaya, uh EDH staple. Uh, what, what else we got here? Yo, quick. Give some like, given for no effing reason whatsoever. Like nobody, nobody aside from me in modern ten years ago plays that card. Uh, don't, don't, don't put this on the screen. But I'm Nixilis Unshackled versus Mob Nixilis from <laughs> oh, it's, the it's of going You versus the guy she told you not to worry about. Yep, yep. Of course. Um, Yo, thank God we got a, a, a disciple of the ring reprint. That's what we needed. <sighs> yeah. Oh man, that card. finally. Fucking finally with that yep. one. Yep, we've been I know, waiting. Like, I, I know uh, a lot of people were excited for a Green Sun Zeno reprint. I get it was like, it was it was 10 bucks. It wasn't crazy, but, yeah. uh, you know, I know there, there, uh, there are people out there that were really uh, excited about that one. Hard, you know, we can always have more hardened scales get out there. Uh, Tefri's Protection reprint, uh, always, you know, EDH players always need that. Uh, what is that da- Damnation what is- reprint. I, I keep saying reprint Damnation into the ground. Everybody, like, that's a card that goes in, like, every again every edh deck that has black so like yeah, yeah just reprint was, that card to the ground it should cost the same amount as wrath of god in the end i i feel as though they print they reprint damnation a lot and it's still really expensive yeah it's extremely expensive um bloom tender is another good one uh i i really like the uh, alt arts on a lot of these like the anger of the gods alt art is so so sweet it's really good yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm excited for a lot of the alt arts for like commanders that I actually play because I have like a Marchesa, uh, the Blackthorn deck. So I'm, I'm excited to get that RFK. KF. RKF. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I said I was just said RFK. It's RKF. Yep. Richard uh, King Ferguson. Yep. I don't really see a whole lot else in those slots. Uh, and then we go to the, the gold cards. You've got Renin Six, you know, coming back. That's cool. I wish they, you know, I, I personally wish they would unban him, but that's not going to happen. And then, like, I don't know, man, a lot of this stuff, like, here's the thing. I'm a buy singles guy, like, especially for sets like this. Like, I don't need any of these cards for any decks. So, like, maybe I'll crack, like, one pack of this set. But, like, I, I'm hoping it dries down the cost of singles for a lot of this stuff because it's just, like, this is stuff that I wanted to have, but, like, can't really, you know, I can't really uh, afford, like, an Imperial Seal. But also, like if, um, if I find one for a good price, I'll pick one up. Yeah, I I, I think that they're like this is a very good single set. Like I think the reprint value here is really high. All in all, I think like if the goal was to just get expensive cards reprinted to bring prices down, that that will likely be successful for EDH specifically because yeah. you only need one copy a lot of the time. And if you don't play, if you're gonna crack packs and you don't play EDH, it's probably just a lot of value there to sell back to vendors or to like sell right, you know, right, right, through yeah. Facebook groups or whatnot. I will um, say I am calling on Watsy. We all need to call on Watsy. Watsy, if you're listening, please, for the love of God, I'm here. <laughs> if you have a key, if you have a mechanic and you don't use that mechanic and instead just write out the words, I beg you, I beg you, please. You mean like surveil on Search First content? <laughs> so even though, even like if you reprint Search First content, because Search First content came out before surveil existed, mm-hmm. but after the fact, if you reprint Search First content and don't change it to surveil. What the fuck are we even doing? Yeah. Green Flare. Green Flare deals combat damage to a player. Surveil three. That's the only thing. Says. The only thing, Phil, is there's going to eventually be a card that says, if you would surveil, surveil like plus one, and it won't work with Grim Flare because they didn't, they, that's too high power level, dude. They can't have Grim Flare getting extra surveil. I just, it's just, <laughs> I get that there's some amount of like, well, new players won't get it and people are dumb and nobody will be able to figure out what words mean. 
I well, it's don't... funny because they've done yeah. that before, Phil. They've done that, like, you know, what I just what I just said, uh, where it's like that doesn't have the exact thing. So like then they then like they can't just change the rules to it. But like I'm pretty with... positive that Ball Lightning initially said can attack the turn it comes into play. Like it yeah. didn't say like has haste or is unaffected by summoning sickness. Now in fourth edition, it said unaffected by summoning sickness, but I think the dark version, which I don't have access to right off the top of my head, I, my pre-modern decks over there, but I think the dark version actually says, you know, uh, this can attack the turn it comes into play. It's just my biggest pet peeve in this yeah. game is they, they, they design things. They design the ways to make these wordings easier and then they just neglect them they, they arbitrarily them. because they just have Does, decided that. Let's not, not even talk about saving space on a card. You know, like I know, like ink doesn't cost anything. You know, like when you're printing an entire card. But like, geez, guys, it's like the thing is, is that like it, the 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 issue with like Grimflayer specifically is then they put Delirium on the card and then explain what Delirium is, yeah. where they say it has <laughs> plus one plus two as long it. as there are four more card types um, yeah. uh, among cards in your graveyard. And it's like delirium. Grimflayer gets plus two, plus two. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know what these like. I don't know why it bothers me so much. I it's do. like if you design a thing, <laughs> I think we all know why don't it bothers use it. <laughs> when a land enters the battlefield, do a thing. Not yeah. landfall. Don't don't even think for a second that that's landfall because we would have written landfall. Fucking god, I don't know. Oh man, it just annoys me so much. <laughs> Well, anyhow, so there's you know, th like I said, there, there's a lot of really cool uh all art for the for this set. So that's you know, like maybe you want to open packs for that stuff. And I'm sure like the all art Allosaurus Shepherd is probably like four hundred dollars or something like that. Um, so I don't know, man. Some of the all art stuff is is really rad. Uh, I said it anger the gods, the chaos warp by Phil Foglio is really cool. The Imperial Seal uh all art is is rad. Damnation looks super cool, like harpies coming out of everywhere. Very, very neat. Um also and, the downgrades for a popper. Is it charm and popper? Yep, is uh, it charm and popper? Uh uh, what is it? Uh monastery Swiss beer, Swiss beer and, popper. and popper. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh I mean, I guess you'd have to talk to a person who plays popper. To, to see how they really feel about that, but I'm sure there there's some mixed emotions there for people who have to deal with those cards in Popper now. Uh, either so, so you know, I, for I, also against. the um to to speak to uh, absolute trash designs that they reprint and endorse over and over again. Cavernous Souls also fucking trash card. Yep, it's back. Awful trash. I mean, that's another card though that I think they should reprint into the ground. Like that is such a basic uh, idea of like choose a creature type this is this is colored mana for all of that creature type every every single tribal deck in every format wants to play with that card just let them play with it then you know like stop making that a hundred dollar card print it in a standard set no one cares no one's playing standard you know like let's let's be for real here uh without like widespread gps and widespread uh what's it called uh uh, like local uh, stores running running events. There's just not that much anymore. And they're running other events, not standard. It's fine to screw up standard to get some reprints going, guys. Like, I think that's Watsy's biggest mistake over the, la over the last several years is like them being like, we've got to preserve standard. So it's not terrible format to play. And it's like, sorry, like standard's been bad for like a very long time. And, and a majority of players play standard when they start the game out and then don't go back unless there is a Grand Prix or a pro tour or like a you know pro tour qualifiers for that for that thing and when you have to entice people to play 
that version of the game by being like, this is the only thing that you, the only way to get to the pro level. That's probably not great. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I could go on for a year about that sort of stuff, but like, I think at the end of the day, my, my catch-all phrase is just reprint all the stuff into the ground, man. It shouldn't cost you $36 to buy a booster pack full of like needed reprints for your deck. That's why people are proxying stuff all the time for EDH. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't really have la, much, la, much more to say about this set. It's like, there's some, re there's some good reprints. Cool. Also, last thing I'll say is that the, the alternate artwork borderless versions of most of these cards are phenomenal. Yeah, the, uh, so the alternate artwork borderless versions look great. Then we get into like the borderless or like weirdly different bordered, like oh, not old school. Like they're just like a different kind of border. They look like trash, man. Like, come those, on. Those are etched foils. So etched foils. Ugh. I don't say like, like etched foils look brittle, good. Right? Etched foils look good in person and they don't curl as much. So like yeah. if you're into foiling, like etched foils, etched foils are like, I think etched foils are better than regular foils. Yeah. For the borderless, um, like new arts, some of the um, the arts on some of just the arts for the borderless versions, like that the thought scour art is incredible. Yeah, I love that type of stuff. Yeah, thought, so. thought scour looks cool. Uh, even the spell pierce is pretty rad. Yeah, and um, then there's like there, there's there's some situations where the art as the artist made it versus how it looks cropped on the card are two different artworks. So if you look at the smothering tithe borderless oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. art versus without the title or text box it looks like a different art so here it just looks and like a hand the, grabbing that coin. one's hiding hiding a face in it too that's hiding the face of the guy puking out the uh, things it's, somewhere in there it's, it's hiding the face and then the the top of the the hand is cropped before you can see that like it's not attached to anybody the hand is like a ghost hand like it's like a, a thing uh you know yeah, it's, it's it's like there 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 is it's like Adam's it looks family. like it's just like a weird like a, a weird hag or something like grabbing coins but it's actually a ghost hand as you know ghost like hand. putting coins over a dude's face yeah i mean i don't know i don't know that i have uh, that either one of us has much more to say about command you know commander legends three double masters two you know very <laughs> very excited for the return of the the, the foglios as uh artists yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. coming in in cards and watsy fucking please evergreen surveil Evergreen, all that stuff. Finally, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you all. Uh, we got a new one this week. So that was that was awesome. Really ramp into the like the uh, the video production stuff. We've got a good grip on the video production, but I'm taking some more classes to try and like get a little bit further into the video production so that our YouTube channel can be like really really out there. So uh, I'll just say Matthew, thank you Matthew uh, for your uh, contribution to our uh, Patreon page. If you uh, feel so inclined. Hit us up at patreon.com slash eternal turtles. Of course, you can always just buy our merch. This is not merch that uh, is from us, but uh, you know, you can go buy our merch. We've got backpacks, we've got t-shirts, we've got uh fanny packs. fanny packs. Um, you know, we've got all the all the accoutrement. Uh we've even got uh uh these super rad uh let's see if I can pull it up. These super rad uh play maps. Uh again, thank you to everyone who's supporting the channel. Thank you all for watching. Please remember to like and subscribe if you can. Hey, if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatnot, please go to our go to our YouTube and uh, just subscribe, uh, just to show YouTube that uh, people are people are interested in this sort of thing, so they can push it out to more people. We we get a lot of people on the uh, audio side, and I don't know if uh, you guys realize one that there's a video side. I'm sure you do. It would be very helpful to get uh, to get more people onto the uh, video side. 
at least so that YouTube sees that people are subscribing to our show. That'd be really cool. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I had. Phil, you got anything to fill in? Watsy, please, Evergreen Surveil and all the other stuff. All right. Uh, that does it. Everybody have a good week. Name's Jace. You know why I'm better than all? Because I've embodied force of Phil. What it do? Gonna tell this story like we oughta, like we gotta top to bottom from beginning and I'll show you how we scope minds. Little baby Jay-Z playing crazy like he Jay-Z on Beyonce, turkey chickies on the matrix. Fuck rhymes, living over pages full of phrases, paving mazes into the archive, thought crimes, I'll have my reps. Mind wipe sparking nice despite the lies, confided in pop of a Larin, scaring, Pegasus blaring, the core states up in the amperin' week, scaring me, daring me to erase my brain or go insane just like the Sphinx deranged, sculpting mine, specifically mine, like an elementary schooler's mushy lunchtime, sloppily, choppily, stumble taps the turvy through the blind eternities to the Gilded city, looking pretty guild packed in so much heat on the street. I could unsheath the freakiest freak in the ears at league or triple team. There's some lesbian trees or steer the rear of a road from house to mirror. Angels breathing heavy, poros leaves and sweaty. Intertwine our minds, I will be one. Go for resting and below, gonna make them go on. But my destiny was to meet a man with dreadlocks and streaks that crossed his eyes and cheeks, calls himself the Seeker. Name's Tezzeret. Catch your breath. I like the style you're rapping with. Let me tell you about the infinite consortium. Founded by the dragon Nicobolus Primordium. I quoted him, extorted him, extorted him, moratorium. Extorted him to the complex of a lara. The blood rage, blood in the homunculus, auras, impulse the maelstrom like a porn up startup. But I need a partner. I need an ally. I need someone who I know I can trust. And looking at you with your wizard tux, I think to myself, this guy fucks. Fuck ring, gonna tell the story like we oughta, like we gotta tap the bottom from beginning and I'll show you how we sculpt minds. Agents of artifice, I'm part of this, like Malin, the dishonestest, or Talis Roka, telepathic broker, drinking mocha, doing mindful yoga, hitting quotas, just like I told you, I'm better than all. Smooth like butter, bad cholesterol. Fuck ring, gonna tell the story like we oughta, like we gotta tap the bottom from beginning and I'll show you how we sculpt minds. Lose so deep, I'm a mind machine, I snap keep against Kasparov, pump fake the goat, then float all these, shake his head like a Magnus, age 13, not a feasted boy, don't call me Garrick, but insane in the membrane, it left out answered seal your fate i'm oracalcos time to duel in the realm of shadows in the game of magic i'm egyptian god i'm a book that matches all the nitrous spark but don't call me chandra i'm not impulsive i like to brainstorm i'm not impulsive don't call me raska i'm not gonna ask you i'll stone your mind make you think ass backwards i'm off the ban list don't call me oko the plan for top eight i'll make you choke hold my beard Call me stone cold, I'll stun your mind, make it freeze like cold stone, blank your fairy tale, call your Ronos, bash your lord, call me Vorthos, I'm no illusion, I won't be fading, I'll steal your thoughts like a new deck fading, but I'm not disheveled, I'm fly as shit, like a mono blue, I'll mix a list, we'll tap your mind and make you weary, then destroy your world just like the hear it. Let this put all speculation to rest. If you disagree that I'm better than all, I'm a terminus the shit out your board, bro. Terminus the shit out your board. <laughs>